0: Welcome to the Centerpoint Pentecostal Church podcast. We hope that this podcast finds you well and that you are ready for a life-changing message from one of our outstanding and anointed ministers. If you like this podcast, please be sure to give us a follow and a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. Now let's get to today's message. But I believe that we are destined to have a responsibility on our shoulders tonight and when i think of the word responsibility i think of response and ability i believe that it is fashioned upon us in this time in this hour to have revival brother lee i believe that it is left up to us Everything written in the Bible has led up to this generation. Come on, come on, it's on this generation. I preached a few weeks ago. There's not another generation coming after us. I really don't. This is it, amen. Come on, this is it. All of this Bible was not written in vain because it's dependent upon you and me. That this generation is prophesied, amen. That we are the end time generation. But I believe that we must have a response because, God, we have an ability. That God has placed the ability on the apostolic church. I wished I could get some help in here. I I felt the Holy Ghost when I prayed about this. It's up to the Pentecostals to have a response. Amen. Come on, it's our responsibility to carry revival. Come on, it's where we place our responsibility. Come on, the same men that could fish all night in the Bible couldn't pray for one hour. Think about it now. Come on, we must have His power and His glory in our lives. This must be the number one priority. Jobs are important, careers are important, but this is our responsibility. And it is my job to respond because God has given us the ability. I believe that I must preach revival. That Pentecost, we must have revival. Amen. We can't sacrifice his power and his glory. Let me just say now, Pentecost has never looked better than it does now. Amen. Look at our churches. Look at our million dollar multi-million dollar buildings look at us and it's never sounded better than it ever has before from our preaching to our songs the songs that have been written but may i remind you that we cannot afford to become professional pentecostals i'm not trying to play pastor by no means we have one pastor and he does a fine job but I feel that there is a responsibility in my life to say that I, if I am filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I can't let Pentecost die on my watch. I can't let revival die on my watch. Come on, I can't let revival die in my home. Come on, come on, come on. We're not about to let it die. Come on we still believe in oneness we still believe in holiness we still believe there is only one way there is only one name there is only one baptism there is only one answer and his name is j-e-s-u-s come on come on will you take a stand for revival is there a responsibility in the house tonight come on you're available you have the ability to respond come on if you believe what i'm preaching there needs to be a response amen will you stand for revival come on come on i see some pentecostals don't think i'm about to kill the spirit just yet i see some pentecostals doing some things that they never thought they would do 10 years ago, but now they're living this way. But I am so glad that I am preaching to some Pentecostals that said, hey, no matter what, I'm going to take a stand. I'm going to live a holy life. I believe in consecration. I believe in a dedication. I believe in an upper standard. Amen. Hey, Amen. If you have your Bible, look at Genesis. I feel my help in the house now. Come on, anything can happen. Come on, anything can happen. Come on, won't he do it? Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Yes, and amen. Come on, I want you, come on, I want to build your faith tonight. Come on, he's a God that can still do it. Come on, he's the great I am. Come on, he is who he says he is. His power has never wavered, nor will he ever lose any battle. His record is perfect. We cannot count the wins, but I tell you what, I can count the losses, and they still stand zero on the scoreboard, if you will. And it always will book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 14 and God said let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years and let there be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and it was so and God made two great lights the greater light to rule the day And the lesser light to rule the night he made the stars also and god set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and divide the light from the darkness and god saw that it was good with the lord's help i want to tie into this scripture turning in the book of joshua chapter 10 starting in verse 12. then spake joshua To the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel and he said in the sight of Israel son stand thou still upon Gibeon and thou moon in the valley of Agilon and the sun stood still and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies is not this written in the book of Jasher So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and haste not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that before it or after it. And the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man, for the Lord fought for Israel. And just for a little while on this subject title tonight, if you'll allow me, I want to preach on this. When you're given a Gibeon, When you're given a Gibeon, give me a little while and I think it's going to make sense. And he said in the sight of Israel, son, stand thou still upon Gibeon. Lord, we need your help tonight. God, I ask you, Lord, to anoint my voice, anoint our minds. God, give us something that we can use to let us know that you're still God in 2022. God, we ask you, Lord, let there be victory come in the house tonight like a flood. God, we know that you are able, you are capable. In the name of Jesus, come on and clap your hands one more time unto the Lord. You may be seated. Will you help me preach for a little while? If God could be described In all of his magnificent glory, I believe that God could be described as a God of the details. Specific, finite, drawn details. As big as God is, I believe that he is also concerned with all of your intricate details. When everything was formed in creation, it was formed in a precise manner and I believe that everything that was created nothing could be considered sloppy so to speak when God made it in fact I believe if something is sloppy I seriously doubt that God had his hand in it amen the Bible does not specify this but when God made the earth the heavens the moon and the sun He had already calculated the rotational spin of the planet on its axis. The rotation and the revolving of the planets. He already knew the correct distance to place the sun from the earth. A little further and we would all freeze. And a little bit closer and it would scorch the face of the earth. All of the details were put into consideration when God formed creation. The gravitational pull on the planets was already into consideration. Everything was planned. Everything was perfect. The length of our days and seasons were already in a process. God has not nor ever will, I believe, miss any detail. He didn't miss it back then. And I am here to tell you that he is not about to miss it now. God's creation was made perfect because the Word said that God saw that it was good. Now tonight you may be wondering, how does this relate with your message? Or how does this even relate to me and my current situation? But hear me just for a little while. God is still concerned with the details. Can I go any further that God is concerned with every thought that runs through your mind? He knows the hair on your head, amen. He knows every detail. He knows all your wants. He knows all your needs. He knows your shortcomings. He knows your strengths. He knows your weaknesses. There is nothing bypassed by God, everything is considered by Him. In our setting we have Joshua leading the Israelites. We're all familiar with the story where the Lord appointed Joshua to succeed Moses. In our setting we have where fame had obviously spread through the lands about what God was doing for his people, about how they had won victoriously, time and time again in battle. He was a God that was winning victoriously in every war, in every battle. He was bringing forth victory for the house of Israel. He was a God that was undefeated. He People were afraid that they were not of this God that they would surely lose. They had heard about Jericho's walls coming down, about King Ai, how he was defeated, about his kingdom. And the Jordan River was split just like the Red Sea, that God was doing miraculous miracles for his people. They were victorious in every battle that we read right now. I'm I'm sorry, every battle against every army that opposed them. Kings and armies united against Joshua and Israel, but they lost at the hands of the Lord. And in our reading, we learn we're all familiar with the people of Gibeon. The Gibeonites had heard about what God was doing for Israel, it's well known. They were, they were conquering every nation. Every stronghold was coming down. No city could stand against God, the God of Israel. But here the story of deception unfolds and takes place. Gibeon was no match for Israel. So they concocted a story, more or less, if we can't beat them, then we must join them. The story that they said we all know very familiar that they were from a far far away land and they were coming by their clothes were rent their shoes were worn out they were very crafty in their deception and their food was also spoiled they had moldy bread they said surely we're from far away and you can see now by what we have they could have easily been defeated in battle but a mistake was about to be made by Joshua God's people the Bible says that Israel asked not counsel at the mouth of the Lord they said make an alliance with us so they made an alliance and a peace treaty a covenant if you will out of deception with Gibeon because they did not consult with the Lord I am here to tell you that we must always consult with the Lord can I tell you that that it's time that we must guard our gates if we have ever guarded our gates before. Amen. We have to guard our homes. Amen. We can't let things that seem harmless come in because I am here to tell you there are things that are sent to kill and destroy you. It may seem like entertainment, but I am here to tell you there's a devil behind it. Amen. We can't make an alliance with everything that seems what it says it is. Amen. Gibeon was very crafty in scheming up a story to form this alliance with God's people. But the truth came out only three days later. Loyalty, I want to say, has always been very special, but it has been very hard to come by. We, I, I know it would be quiet on the house. And let me say you this, if you find someone that is loyal, then you found a true friend. amen? But the Bible says that they couldn't kill them because they had made a covenant with them unto God. They couldn't go back on their word or their alliance or their covenant because they would have to deal with the wrath of God. That a covenant was very important. Because they couldn't touch them, The Bible clearly says that they made them their slaves. From that point on, they were going to be their slaves. So what is the issue at stake here? How could it be that serious of a problem? They were God's people, but armies began to unite against other armies. And they made alliances against Gibeon for one reason. That's because that Joshua and God's people... They made peace with the children of Israel Israel, for no other reason. I am here to tell you that it's time to guard your gate. That enemy after enemy is coming after you. Oh, I, I don't want to sugarcoat anything tonight, amen. That the devil is going after this devil and this demon and they're going into alliance against you because you are chosen by God. If no other fact they're going to go against you, is because you're standing for truth and you're standing for holiness. If no other reason, it's because the fact that you are apostolic by choice, that you carry the name of Jesus. If you've been baptized in the name of Jesus, not, it's not negative here, you have a target on you. But I am here to tell you that greater is he that is in you than anything that he that is in this world. So they went to battle against Gibeon for one reason. That's because they made an alliance in peace with Israel. I was just telling my wife the other day, it's hard to pay for your own mistakes. But it's a whole new other level when you have to pay for somebody else's mistakes. I'm glad somebody's real with me. I had to calm down my spirit at the dinner table. I said, I hate to pay for someone else's mistakes. I make enough of my own, but I hate to pay at the expense of someone else. Now, thank you for letting me be real with you. But Israel now had a responsibility. The peace treaty, the alliance that, they were, that was made, Even though they did not ask God first. Even though it was made in deception. Come on, have you ever been deceived before? Come on, have you ever been tricked before? Maybe I was the only one that didn't have enough common sense. Come on, sometimes you've just been duped before, if you will. I'm glad I'm getting some maybends in the house. I'm not the only one in here. But even though they didn't ask God, they still had a responsibility. And more or less, it was like this. God, if you don't take me out of this, take me through it. There's some stuff that we're just going to have to go through. Amen. Joshua, in essence, said, God, if you won't take me out of this, I got myself into this, then take me through this. You see, God also had a covenant with his people. And I am here to tell you tonight that God has a covenant with you and with me and with everyone here tonight, amen. You shouldn't have to do it, but because I belong to you, you're going to do it. When I wasn't faithful, you were always faithful. When I wasn't honest, you were always full of truth, when I didn't consult with you first, but you were always still present on my behalf. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here to tell you tonight that God is concerned with your details, every detail of your life, every mistake that you've ever made. Come on, we're human. I'm not saying we have a license to sin, but you're going to make a mistake. Before I lay my head down to sleep, or before my child is fed, I may make a mistake. But I am here to tell you, we have a covenant with a king. Amen. So they had to go to war. Just like you and I have to wake up every morning. We're in a battlefield, amen. We not may we may not be in a suit of armor, but when I on a suit and tie, when I put on my clothes, when you get dressed, you're going to war against this world. I wished I had a battle cry in the house tonight. Come on, you're at war with the enemy. You may not be throwing a sword and a spear, but I'm here to tell you the devil is after you tonight. And on that occasion, it was like God said, what do you need, Joshua? said, if you're not going to deliver me, I need your help. Sometimes we must ask for help. Now, I don't mean I'm not playing pastor, but sometimes I have to lay down my pride and I have to ask for help. Sometimes it would help your family if you just lay down your pride and you cry unto the Lord. Oh, I wished I could get an amen in the house. I know you're a man, I know you're head of your household, but it doesn't make you any less of a man or a woman to get on your knees and to cry unto God Almighty that I may have made a mistake, but the devil is after me, the enemy is after my house, and I need some help. Sometimes you have to ask for help. He said, God, I need a day to be just a little bit longer to win this fight. If we don't have more time, if we don't have more daylight, we may lose this battle. Come on, have you ever felt like you're running out of time that you're so late in life right now that you should have been doing this 10 years ago, but this life just happened. You've just been given a gibby time and time again. I am here to tell you to keep on fighting, to keep on praying, to keep on fasting, to keep on getting up one more time. He knocked you down. You threw in the towel. You need to go pick the towel up, wipe the sweat off your face, and get in the fight one more time. So he stood in front of Israel, and he said, Son, thou stand still upon Gibeon and the moon. Now, let me tell you, God has every intricate detail. It was the very plan of God. His creation was woven with intricate details. Nothing had ever been altered before. The sun, I want to tell you how big this is. The sun had risen and set every day at specific times since the creation by the Word of God. The moon would also follow divine instruction. The revolution and rotation were in perfect order. But it's time for us to understand the magnitude of what God did back then and what God can still do right now. He said because there was a need, I am going to interrupt my creation just for you. He said, just because you need victory, I'm going to do what you asked me to do. Because since the beginning of time, when I created the heavens and the earth, the sun would come up and the sun would set at my command. Now I'm going to make you in charge of it right now when you have a need. Whatever it takes, you're in charge right now. So you speak to the situation, and you tell me what you need. Right now, you're going to oversee my creation. And he said, I'm going to do whatever you need. He stood up and said, son, stand still. Don't get me out of the situation. I just need more time. The Bible says that the son stood still because there was a man of God in need. And also the Bible says that the moon stood still. You see, I want to tell you that when you control the light, the darkness must also obey. Let me say it just one more time. When you control the light, the darkness has to obey. Some of you need to start speaking to your situation right now. On that day... God avenged Joshua and the Israelites against their enemies. How big of a deal was this? You say you think your problem is too hard for God right now. COVID's too big. This government is too big. I want to tell you how big is your situation in reference to the sun? Come on, let's build some faith in the house tonight. You could fit 1.3 billion Earths in the sun. It's the largest object in our solar system. The sun is moving at 448,000 miles per hour, but it stood still by the voice of a man because the Bible says that the Lord fought for Israel. I am here to tell you there is no situation too big tonight. There is no sin, come on, there's no sin too deep tonight. There's no, come on now, there's no lie too big tonight. If he fought for Israel, how much more will he fight for you? Come on, the sun's about to stand still. God's about to bring a victory. Come on, won't he do it? Come on, won't he do it for you? If he did it for Joshua, he'll do it for you. Come on, there's about a miracle that's gonna take place. God is fighting for you. This world is so wicked. Look at how big the sun is. This world is so perverse. Look at how big the sun is. Oh, my my problem is so big. But I am here to tell you, in reference to what God did back then, I am here to tell you that this house is greater than the former house. I believe that we are about to see miracles that are greater than ever before because the Word says so. I wish somebody would get excited about what God is going to do in your life. So my question is, center point, what do you need? God, let the sun stand still. Hey, we need apostolic revival. Oh, we need, but what about this world? We're still going to have revival. We need an apostolic awakening in our churches. We need holiness like never before. We need consecrated living like never before. Come on, I believe the Holy Ghost spoke to me yesterday morning on my way to work. This just sure as I'm standing here tonight. And what was quickening in my mind, it said God is going to bring the biggest miracle out of your life from the actions that were negatively placed against you by someone else. I wish I I had some believers in the house tonight. Come on, you've been deceived. You've been duped. Come on, the devil has tricked you, but there is going to be the greatest miracle that's going to come out of the deception. Oh, I wish I could get some praises to go up in the house tonight. Come on, when you've been given a Gibeon, God's about to give you a miracle. Come on, you've been tricked. Come on, you didn't want it. Come on, you made peace with it. You were trying to live your best, but things happen after. Come on now. Come on, you've been tricked. You've been lied to. You've been cheated on. But God's about to bring forth that miracle. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it changes and impacts your life for days to come. If you would like to connect with us further, give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Centerpoint Pentecostal Church, or just search Centerpoint Pentecostal Church on Facebook. If you would like to join one of our services in person, the service times and address are in the podcast description. Thank you and God bless, and we hope to see you on the next episode.